Patrick and Ruth Schwenk, and we are so thrilled you are listening in with us at Root Like Faith. It is our deepest desire to encourage and equip men and women to be rooted in God's Word, transformed by the love of Jesus, and moved by His mission in the power of the Holy Spirit. Nothing is more important. Today we are talking about suffering. We're going to share a little bit of our personal story, how suffering can really take us by surprise, and where we can go from here. So we're excited to share today's episode with you. Let's get started. On today's episode of Root Like Faith, we are talking about suffering and really how it can come out of nowhere and where to turn when it seems impossible. We're also sharing a new project that we hope will be a blessing to you in the midst of your own storm. You know, suffering is something we all experience in our lives. And although topics like this, you know, they can seem hard and heavy at times, the truth is we can't escape the trials that will inevitably come. So we need to learn how we can walk through them with wisdom and Really, there's different points in all of our lives um, where we experience suffering, and there's some things that really stick out to me, um, the things that I've been through or that we've been through um, that just seemed overwhelming, um, some of them just too great to even handle. I can honestly remember as early as when we were not even married that long, and we had about a six-month period where we were in between jobs and... Um, we had people helping us pay our bills. We couldn't even, you know, we couldn't even make ends meet without the help of others. And that really feels, when I think back to that, that feels like a really dark time in our lives. And then um, fast forward, not that long past that, and we um, started having miscarriages. I had a series, some of you know this already, but I had five miscarriages in the span of about probably 10 years, um, nine pregnancies. So we do have four kids that are alive and with us. And we have um, five others that are in heaven. And some of those miscarriages were as late as, you know, 16 weeks, 20 weeks. And I just, there was never any answers for me. No doctor could tell us why. And I just remember, I mean, that that was almost a decade of feeling anxiety ridden and fearful um, when I was pregnant. And I can just tell you that that was a really, really difficult time uh, in my life and in our life um, as a family. Um, And like I said, we all experience suffering in different ways. Yeah, I think it's so, I mean, we probably ought to just sort of um, pause for for a minute and just admit up front, like we're not experts on suffering. And so as you're saying, everybody suffers you know, uniquely and differently. And we, we never, you know, want to compare our suffering with somebody else or say we've suffered mm-hmm. worse. And so I just feel like we're, we're all kind of fellow companions, um, limping, mm-hmm. limping along, um, yeah. you know, after Jesus and, and by his grace, sometimes it feels like just one breath after another, one step after another that, that he supplies what we need. And, mm-hmm. and it is, I mean, life is, is challenging. There are folks that are listening, um, to this that have probably suffered far worse than we have. And I, you know, I remember in 2010 when my dad passed away, I remember exactly where I was, what car I was driving, what block, you know, on main street in Sylvania, Ohio, I was driving down mm. when my sister called. Um, and, and that was incredibly, I mean, that just sort of turned my world upside down when, when he was killed in that car accident I was with my mom two years later, um, almost to the date, um, when she passed away with my sisters and I were with her in the hospital. Um, and then of course, um, 
back in January of 2018 uh, when I was diagnosed with a type of blood cancer. And so um, as you think back uh, over the, just our marriage, mm. um, we, we've walked through a lot of different things and, and experienced different um, sources of suffering. And yet I can also think about just like how incredible God has been. You were telling that story about how, you know, when I was without a job, and we were struggling financially. I remember, I don't know if you remember this story, we were at our, our house in Sylvania and we were in a small group and we were actually expressing that need uh, to our small group and asking for people to pray. And we got done praying and somebody, you know, basically came up to us right afterwards and said, hey, I wanna, mm-hmm. I wanna write a check for you. And it was like a $1,200 check, which when you're newly married and, yeah. and making Ooh. next to nothing, like it was like somebody gave us a million dollars. Yeah, it was <laughs> so amazing, yes. All that to say, as we talk about suffering, as we talk about just the different ways, different seasons, storms we find ourselves in, we've also just experienced God's goodness and his grace and, and experienced his presence in, I think, really profound ways. And so um, we're just so grateful for for what we've walked through and the way God has been present with us in the midst of our suffering. Right. And and like Pat mentioned, we all suffer and we all suffer in different ways. And and this is why we feel like it. this is something that we need to talk about, um, because I think we can either try to run away from our suffering, um, which, you know, all of us have. Sometimes we want to do that. I mean, all the time, <laughs> don't we? Right. Um, but. The truth is, you know, how are we going to grow through that suffering? You know, and that's, I feel like, what, why we need to talk about this and help other people through it. So when we read the Bible, we really see all different types of suffering. Um, so I feel like that would be a really good place to start here. Um, just talking about all the different ways in the Bible that we see that people suffer and then why it's even important. So I mean, I can think of the first way is just we see just being a Christian, how people suffered. Second Timothy 3.12 says, in fact, everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. Matthew 5.10 through 12 says, blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And so some of us don't understand, most of us, I should say, don't fully understand persecution um, because there are places in this world where people are experiencing that. Um, on a far greater level than we are. But I do know, you know, I've heard from people who are, maybe it's in the workplace or a family member um, that is, uh, you know, speaking against them or, you know, ridiculing them for following Christ. So there is suffering that comes just from following Christ and going against the world standards. Yeah, I mean, I think when you, you know, as we're talking about, you know, suffering is, there's so many different layers to suffering. Mm. And as you read the scriptures, you realize there's not just one single way that, that we suffer. And, and so what you're talking about is one layer of suffering mm-hmm. is that we suffer because we we um, have allegiance to King Jesus, that, right. that he is our savior, he's our Lord, that we orient our life around him, we root our life in him. And oftentimes, um, our belief in him and our allegiance to him will put us at odds with, with right. the culture around us and, and therefore um, create resistance or opposition or, or persecution. And um, it's, you know, you know I, I'm, I'm a nerd. I love to read and I especially love <laughs> church history. I'm, yeah, not, a, I'm like, not an expert in church he history. He loves big church history books. And I'm like, <laughs> what are you reading? Like huge, thick well, church history it's, books. Well, it's large print, but I, <laughs> um, I do. And I, one of the interesting things to me, and I, I've read you know, multiple um, books on church history just over the last couple of years, 
And one of the things that I have noticed is that, that one of the most common reasons why the early church was persecuted um, was because of their lifestyle. It, it mm. was, um, there, there was something different about their morality, their ethic, their virtue, um, who they professed to, um, to um, you know, bow a knee to or not bow a knee to. And so you're exactly right. Um, th- those passages of Scripture are just a couple examples of ways that we suffer. Um, you know, another way I can think of that the Bible talks about is, is what we'll call mysterious suffering. And I, mm. I, I think the classic example of this is the book of Job, you know, in the Old mm. Testament and, and this story of this uh, man who loves God, and and it, it's a, a peculiar story, and and likely a lot of our listeners have have read the book, but I think the point of the book of Job is that Job never really fully gets an understanding or, or right. an explanation for his right. suffering, and I, I think that's one sort of another layer of suffering that we experience that there is this mysterious type of suffering that we experience. That we don't know sense. why it doesn't make yeah. sense. We don't ever get a good answer for it. There doesn't seem to be a point to it. And, and yet, like Job, uh, we come face to face with God and go, God, you, you know more, you see more. Um, we, we, we surrender to you mm-hmm. like you're God and we're not. And, and so there's that layer of suffering, mysterious suffering, um, the, the kind of suffering you talked about. And then a third type, I would say, which I've experienced this a lot in my life is the consequence of sin. Um, right. And that's just sort of the suffering we bring upon ourselves. Um, that kind of suffering is uh, sort of self-imposed suffering. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think of as a pastor, how many times uh, over the last 20 years, you know, we've done counseling and, and somebody comes and, and they're going through difficult things. And, and sometimes those things are outside of their control, but sometimes people come and they're expressing something they're going through and, and it's because of lifestyle choices they've made, right. decisions they've made, and now they're, they're uh, kind of reaping the seeds that they've sown. And mm-hmm. I think that, you know, in the New Testament, you know, Hebrews chapter 12 is a good example of that, where, where God disciplines those that he loves, that, mm-hmm. that God actually corrects us, trains us, or disciplines us because of our sin. And, and that actually, what the writer of Hebrews says, is for our own good, so that we might share in the holiness of God. Mm-hmm. It might produce in us... A, a harvest of righteousness, um, Hebrews 12 says. And so some suffering is just because of our own sinfulness, our own sinful desires, the decisions we make. But even in that, God is good. He loves us as a father, um, you know, trains and disciplines his son or daughter. That's what God does for us. And, and he wants to root out that sin mm-hmm. so that he might give us more and more of his life. Right. And so that that's a kind of suffering we don't like to talk about, um, you know, oftentimes. But but that's another layer that the New Testament. Yeah, and I uh, think I think that's the kind of suffering that we feel like is really hard and frustrating. But then at the same time, we're recognizing, okay, you know, it, it comes to surrender and being humble and fearing God and saying, "You're greater than me, Lord," and I I brought this upon myself. I surrender. I ask you to forgive me and then note and recognize that God is going to use that in your life. Right. Um, it's hard as you're going through it, but he's going to use that, like you said, to make you better. Yeah. I mean, verse 11 in Hebrews 12 says, no discipline seems pleasant at the time, but right. painful. And so and that's exactly what um, I was trying to say. Walk yeah. through, and I can think of, you know, different things that we've walked through in the past or, you know, difficult seasons, whether that was a year or six months. And I, I can identify that that's some of those seasons were, I believe, you know, God's correction, God mm-hmm. training us, and they were hard, they were difficult. But I go, boy, there's nobody to blame but myself. Like this mm-hmm. is part of God just maturing me, growing me up. 
And so I love that. Verse 11, no discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. But, but then the writer goes on later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. Mm-hmm. And I think there's the choice. Um, just because you go through something difficult, just because God's disciplining you, doesn't mean you're necessarily trained by it. There's a choice That's in that uh, to cooperate with what God's Spirit is doing. And like you said, to surrender, uh, to repent at times. And so we, as we go through that type of suffering, you know, we need to cooperate with what God is doing so that he might continue to mature us and mm-hmm. grow us and, again, fill us with more and more of his life. Right. Yeah, that's so good. And um, another type of suffering that I can think of is what we've been talking about really since the beginning, um, and that is just the fact that we uh, will experience sickness, will experience pain because we live in a fallen world. Yeah. And a lot of times those things don't make sense to us. Um, we don't understand why it happened to us. We don't understand, you know, why it happened to that person. Um, but the truth is we live in a fallen world. Yeah. And I think that that, you know, this is very similar to, to that, um, second layer that we talked about mysterious suffering. Right. And so yeah, I think, that's true. you know, this part of it is, is just going, Oh, you know, like I need to remember like what the biblical narrative is and that, I think that overarching storyline of the Bible, which is creation, fall, redemption, and then restoration or mm-hmm. renewal. And mm-hmm. so I think sometimes just having good theology or, or good understanding of, of where we're at in God's story is helpful for us enduring and persevering with faith in in suffering because we do live in a fallen world. And what we mean by that is that the world is not what it was once created to be, that Genesis 1, Genesis 2 is that story of of perfect creation, right? I mean, we've talked about that in previous episodes yeah. of God creating the world, that it was good. There's this this shalom, there's perfect wholeness or harmony between God and, and his creation, between Adam and Eve, you know, between humanity itself and then between humanity and creation. Mm-hmm. And yet sin disrupts that and, and disorients that and begins to destroy that. And so we live under really the consequence of that fall. And so mm-hmm. everybody the righteous and the unrighteous, Mm. uh, those who believe in God and those who don't, we all experience in various degrees that the consequence of being in a broken Mm -hmm. world. And yet it's in the midst of that broken world that that God sends Jesus to come and to save us and, and, um, and to redeem us and to bring us back into a relationship with him, that that kingdom that Jesus came um, to proclaim and to demonstrate is a kingdom that is already, it's, it's present, but it's not full yet. And, right. and so when he returns again, um, he's going to renew and restore all things. And so we really live in that in-between of what Jesus has done, but also what he's going to do. Mm-hmm. And so as we suffer, it's so important for us to remember where we're at in God's story, where we're at in that biblical narrative that Jesus has come, that sin has been defeated, death has been defeated. And yet um, there is a day that's coming when Jesus is going to restore and renew all things and he's going to wipe away every tear. And so we look forward to that day Mm -hmm. with great hope and expectation. But we live in a fallen world and so we experience just the consequence of, of, um, of, like you said, of uh, brokenness and sometimes disease and um, Mm -hmm. sinful choices by other people. Yeah, that's true. And then, you know, part of that, I think... Um, when we think of that spiritually living in a fallen world is that we have an enemy who is real. And I don't think that we can discount that. I think that's something that we need to pay attention to. Yeah. I mean, I think, 
you know, we've, we've talked about that. I think I can't remember what episode it was, but early on those mm-hmm. three barriers, you know, to spiritual growth. And as we've talked about, you know, just rooting our lives in Christ and, and, you know, pursuing him being with Jesus so that we can be like him. You know, we, we said that there are these different barriers. There's things that work against us. And one of those is, is our enemy, the devil, that, that we have a, a spiritual adversary uh, who wants to destroy and, and disrupt the work that God is doing. Mm-hmm. And, and so one of the things that the New Testament is very clear about, you know, Ephesians 6 is a great example, is that we have, um, you know, we encounter spiritual attack and yeah. we um, come up against um, our enemy who, who wants to tempt us or divide us or discourage us. And there's all sorts of ways that we can suffer um, physically, emotionally, relationally, spiritually because of um, our, our spiritual enemy. Yeah, and I think that, again, like I said, that's it's real. And I think if we can recognize that um, and be intentional about praying against spiritual attack, I mean, we, I don't know about you, but I know spiritually when things feel heavy and thick is when I am in prayer for God to protect us from the enemy, because again, it's real. And I think it's the, the tendency here in our culture in America, um, is to, we don't see maybe the enemy as, as real as he really is. I I was just thinking about, you know, back in March when we went to North Carolina, um, for, for a couple days Mm. and, uh, you were meeting with a friend and uh, of course we had our oldest daughter Bella with us. And so Bella and I went for a walk. We decided we were going to walk to downtown <laughs> Charlotte. And so while you were finishing up your meeting, we figured we'd take a walk and it was maybe a couple miles to downtown Charlotte. And so we started walking. And as we began walking, we, we realized that, I mean, it was late at night. It was probably, yes. you know, uh, by o'clock. the way, I told them they should not just go for a walk, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, and forgive. I don't think we've told this story before, but if you've heard no, this before, we haven't. Then, um, just smile and nod. <laughs> but, um, but we, I remember us taking off and as we were walking, you know, around the corner, we got a couple blocks in, we just realized that we didn't know where we're at and we were probably in a neighborhood that we were, we were, you know, at, at greater risk than we thought that we thought. Yeah. And so, um, and so I just remember the next day as we were, you know, um, having dinner with a friend that lived in that area when we told her the route that we took, she couldn't believe, uh, where, where we had walked. <laughs> and so, um, it, it just reminded me that I think oftentimes what you're saying that oftentimes in the spiritual life, like we don't recognize, um, we don't fully appreciate the the real spiritual danger that we're in. Right, you guys were. I didn't recognize really what kind of danger we were in. Yeah, they are literally walking through one of the worst areas at nighttime, and they had no idea what that danger was all around them. Yeah, and so I think I think you're so right that when we when we think about the Christian life, in in particular, when we think about our spiritual enemy. Um, we just have to, to be so aware that, that there really is a spiritual enemy that would love to disrupt and destroy all that God is doing, all that God wants to do. And so I think it's what you know, Peter talks about in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8, where he says, be alert. Um, you know, it's not that we're, we're uh, afraid or, or fearful, but we ought to be wise and alert to the different ways that, um, that the enemy is trying to, uh, to come against us. Yeah, so we see in the Bible a variety of different ways that we suffer. Everything from being a Christian to mysterious suffering that there's like no explanation for, uh, the consequences of our sin where God is disciplining us for our good, and then 
living in a fallen world where there will be sickness and pain and having an enemy who is very real. So suffering, it's inevitable. And we will all experience suffering in all different ways throughout our life. And we've shared a bit of our story with you. Um, we'll continue to share more. And over the, But also over the next several weeks, we are going to invite some of our friends to share their stories as well as we go deeper into this topic of suffering and what to do when we find ourselves in the middle of the storm. And like we said earlier, we are really, really excited to share with you something that we pray will be a lifeline for you as you navigate the waves in the midst of your pain. So I'm going to let my husband tell you about that. So honey, will you tell them a little bit about that? (laughs) Yes. We have a brand new book coming out on September 8th, 2020 called In a Boat in the Middle of a Lake, Trusting the God Who Meets Us in Our Storm. And in a nutshell, it's really uh, a story about uh, what we walked through over the last couple of years with my cancer diagnosis. Mm-hmm. It's uh, full of stories of just the last 20 years of ministry and how God has given us the privilege of of walking along other side, you know, alongside other people who have suffered. Mm-hmm. And so it's really the, just the, the story of how, you know, God chooses to change us and use chaos and not a classroom to transform us. And it's uh, based on Mark chapter four, where Jesus takes his disciples out into the middle of a lake. And of course, that that storm swirls around them and they begin to discover who they are. But more importantly, they discover who Jesus is in the midst of their storm. Yeah. And he's teaching them. He begins in Mark four, teaching them next to the lake. And, and then he moves them out into the middle of the lake. And that's what we really love is that picture that there's some things that God can only teach us that he can't teach us next when we're standing on the shore next to the lake. He's got to take us in the middle of the lake, in the middle of the storm uh, to teach us the things that uh, we need to learn. So in a boat in the middle of a lake isn't here until September 8th. But today, today, yay, they open pre-orders open, which means if you pre-order the book today, you will get the first three chapters. Uh, you'll get a scripture memorization guide that we have put together for you and with you in mind, and also an exclusive access code to a private Facebook group um, with Pat and I, where we will be giving you a, a peek into our lives and sharing more resources with you over the next few months. It's a way for us to walk alongside you in whatever suffering that you have experienced. So you can head to Amazon. Barnes and Noble or anywhere books are sold to pre-order your copy. And we will be sure to leave the link to the pre-order goodies in the show notes. Well, what a great conversation today to begin our journey, walking alongside you in your suffering. And as you know, if you have been joining us every week, each week we walk away with a key idea. It's that main takeaway summing up what we've talked about. So today's key idea is Suffering in and of itself doesn't change us. It is who we turn to in the midst of suffering that has the power to change us. We'll also be sure to put that key idea in the show notes as well as anything else we referenced at rootlikefaith.com forward slash podcast. You can also follow us on Instagram at Patrick W. Schwank and at Ruth Schwank or on Facebook. And as if I didn't say it enough already, or as if we don't say it all the time, we are thrilled you're joining us and we welcome you into our family here at Root Like Faith. If you enjoyed the show today, would you be so kind to leave us a review or a rating and be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts so you don't miss an episode.